Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be about answering the question, should Bungie or Destiny be worried about Anthem? I've seen this talked about a lot recently, and I don't really think there's any cause for alarm at all. And if you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can probably catch me live right now, twitch.tv slash say no to rage. If you like these discussions and these podcasts, you can come in and take part of the discussion live. So just look up Say No to Rage on Twitch. Come on in and join in. A lot of people have done that recently. If I'm not live, just click the follow button and you won't miss out on these talks whenever I do them. I do a lot of Anthem talks as well. We'll be doing a one in a little bit with another Q&A session. So I'm trying to create as much content as I can for you guys. Now, why this question? Like, why are people asking this question? This is an age-old question to a certain point, right? I mean, if we think about the long, long-standing nature of Destiny in four years, we, we have gotten this question before. We have gone through the gamut of doomsday claims about if one game is successful another game will surely die division was supposed to kill destiny i think even if division would have been successful i don't think it stood any any threat against the longevity of destiny or the engagement of destiny at the time but we still dealt with that so i'm going to break this into three parts first i'm going to say that's not how it works second Anthem's not a first-person shooter. And then lastly, complementary. I ultimately think these two games are going to complement each other, and I'm going to try and explain why I think that is. So first, let's just talk about that's not how it works. Gamers don't really function this way, especially with long-standing franchises like Destiny. They don't just uproot and abandon the game permanently, never to return because another good game comes out. This is true for a few reasons. Number one... If they've been playing a game for as long as many of us have been playing Destiny, your your like of the game doesn't just go away automatically. Even if another game comes out, even if the other game comes out and is actually pretty good, you don't suddenly dislike the game that you've loved for such a long time. If you've gone to a restaurant for years and years and years, and then you suddenly go to another restaurant, you don't switch restaurant allegiances. Now, you might, if it's very specific, you might say, well this steakhouse is better than that steakhouse the ribeyes are not even paralleled and that would be true when there's such a clear one-to-one connection but since there's generally not such a clear one-to-one connection with video games I think it's really hard to assume gamers will do this I I don't think established franchises there's these sharp pivots now with some games again when there's a clear one-to-one connection like PUBG to Fortnite I do think there were a lot of people that just completely abandoned PUBG. It was like the steakhouse comparison. Nah, this steak is way better. I don't want to play PUBG anymore. Not everybody did that. PUBG is still very successful. Fortnite did not kill PUBG. They still made a lot of money and that game is still doing as far as I can tell, it's it's doing fine. It's obviously not at the height that it once was. It doesn't have the dominance that it once had, but and a lot of people will use that example, but they'll also use the example of Battlefront and Overwatch. The reason I think that Battlefront and Overwatch isn't a fair example is because that that was a brand new IP. I think Battlefront had its own problems, but I also think the PvP side of Battlefront was what was going to carry it, and it was just too close to Overwatch. Overwatch was a Blizzard game, and they, they dialed in something that was a tried-and-true format like Team Fortress. So Battleborn didn't get off the ground but again i don't think you can pair you can compare a game that wasn't off the ground yet launch titles like that are they struggle lawbreakers struggled uh and 
the Radical Height struggled as well. These are games that tried to enter a, a landscape where similar games were either already out or coming out, and getting off the ground and launching is tough. So, did I say Battlefront instead of Battleborn? I might have misspoke. Sorry. <laughs> Too many battle games. I do that all the time. When I mean to say Battlefront, I say Battlefield. Um, <laughs> Battleborn, I'm so, so sorry. Battleborn and Overwatch, I do that all the time. Uh, we got to come up with better names for our games, people. The, the the comparison there, again, I think is, is not a fair one. Now, if you want to compare and say, well, PUBG got really hurt by Fortnite, I think that's another example that's not necessarily a fair comparison because they're such one-to-one games and it's so much easier to jump from... You know, jumping from PUBG to Fortnite was, was in some respects, there was a, more of a direct, you know, connection. D2, Destiny 2 and Anthem are just far too different for this to happen. And I want to talk about, you know, the main reason this is. So the second section is, it's not a first-person shooter. And underneath this, we're also going to talk about the looting aspects that are different. I mean, Anthem's just not, it's not a first-person shooter. The experience of the player is vastly different in a third-person game. The, the way the classes are set up, the way the combat is set up, it's it's not rooted in the guns. So many people have said, Anthem's not very fun, the gunplay's not very good, the enemies are just real spongy. Whenever I see somebody say they're super disappointed in Anthem, I'm always interested as to why. And then I see their Twitter thread about it, and they're talking about the gunplay, and the guns feel weak, and the enemies feel spongy. And I'm like, okay, but so you're basically playing Anthem like it's a shooter. It's not a shooter. It's an abilities-based game. Guns are there to be supplementary. Guns are there. They might get stronger near the end game. I don't know. But initially, I think that's one of the primary reasons folks are going to not enjoy Anthem. And in that respect, that's why I don't think it's a threat to Destiny. Because if people have grown to really love satisfying shooters. If it, you know, if a, if this Apex Legacy game comes out from Respawn and is a success, I think a lot of people are going to play that game and really enjoy how satisfying that engine is, like Titanfall engine, you know, the engine that Titanfall ran in, one of the most satisfying shooters in existence. Titanfall 1 and 2 and Destiny 1 and 2 have the most satisfying shooting mechanics probably ever created in a shooter. And because of that, if folks have that in their in their mind when they pick up Anthem, that aspect will make Anthem unappealing to them. This means that one game can offer something that's excellent in its lane and in its identity, and they both, I think, can do well. Another reason that this is just very, very different, and I don't think they're a threat, is the way you pursue loot. The way you pursue loot in Destiny is going to be vastly different from the way you pursue loot in Anthem. Anthem's going to feel more like Division in Diablo with the Tears of Difficulty. And, and pursuing the top tier gear and the content loop is going to feel very different. I got into a big debate with people before this this conversation even started and I just talked about that. A lot of people are like, oh, well, there's only three strongholds. Right, but you're thinking like a Destiny player. You're thinking that I'm gonna live in the I'm gonna live in the strongholds. Unlike Destiny, Anthem's endgame comes with you. You can set the difficulty for free play, for the contracts, for the missions, for if you go out on free play and you do like the, the events or the dungeons or when the Shaper Storms show up. All of that, you can set at your difficulty where you are in the game. You bring the game with you, and in Destiny, that's not really true. So when someone's like, oh, there's only three strongholds, you're thinking like a Destiny player. You think you're basically going to be 
living in strongholds, which that will certainly be a part of it, but there's also endgame contracts. There's also just the free play grind. There's the events that they decide to do. There's the expanding universe. They're going to add new endgame experiences for you. There's all of that on top of it. We think like Destiny players. We think, well, once I'm to max level and I'm in the endgame, the only thing that's left for me is raids and nightfalls. That's been a common criticism of Anthem. Oh, they only have three strongholds and no raid? you're thinking like a Destiny player. And that's why I don't think these games are are at odds with each other. I don't think one is a threat to the other. So lastly, let's talk about why I think the games are complementary. Okay? Every game, whether you're playing Division 2, Destiny 2, or Anthem, you are going to hit a ceiling. You will hit a point where you've either played too much or you've paced yourself, but you're kind of like, okay, I'm kind of running out of things to chase right now. When you hit that ceiling when you hit that ceiling it's I think very healthy to go and play something else one of the reasons that I think people get so frustrated with destiny and they got frustrated with like the last word quest is because there's nothing left for them to do they exhaust everything they squeeze everything out and they're like waiting what do you got what do you got what do you got oh the last word quest well I don't really play pvp but it's something to do and then they're like oh my gosh the pvp portion is so hard I hate pvp blah 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 well if the last word quest would have been jammed into the Forsaken DLC, I don't think anybody would have complained about it because I don't think anybody would have gone for it if they were not a PvP player. They'd have been like, I don't give a frick about the last word. I'm over here doing this, this mission, that mission, this strike, that strike, raids, gambit, whatever. They wouldn't have been looking at it. But that's the nature of Destiny right now is you get to the point where you exhaust everything in the game, there's nothing left to do, and you say, okay, what do you got for me? And as soon as you do that, folks are saying, this isn't enough, I went through it too fast. I think games like this can be complimentary. Because as soon as you get to the ceiling, you can start. Do, you can go to another game and start doing whatever's new there. You spend a month, you know, primarily playing Anthem and then Joker's Wild comes out. I think you're going to enjoy Joker's Wild a whole lot more if you haven't been squeezing Destiny dry leading all the way up to its launch. I mean, that's, again, that's just my personal opinion, but I think games like this feel a whole lot better when you're engaging with them rhythmically instead of constantly all the time every day. Now, some of us say, well, Lono, you play every day. Right, but my enjoyment of Destiny is intrinsically linked to the conversation, the back and forth, the debates, my ability to engage you guys and talk and go and like and have a dialogue. The game becomes a subtext, you know? And so the seasonal the seasonal expansion drip feed for Destiny will be more pleasing, I think, to those that dip away and play Anthem to come back and be like, I got all this new stuff to do. I haven't touched Destiny. There's this, there's this, there's this. I gotta get my power grind up. This is why the power leveling needs to be streamlined and better because you don't want people to take a break, come back and feel like, what in the frick is this? Right? You want them to feel like the game is, is accessible to them. Like, oh, it's gonna take me too long to level up to even do the new stuff. You don't want them to feel you know, discouraged out of the gate. I end up missing the feel of Destiny when I'm not playing it. When I booted up this morning and I was using, uh, what was that? What gun was I using? I was using, uh, what the frick gun was it? I mean, I'm, I'm using the Telesso now, uh, and a grenade launcher. And I was using, I forget what gun. Let me check what gun I was using. Cause I want to use it as a frame of reference for the conversation. Uh, the trust. I was using the trust and shooting fast and getting dragonfly and quick reloads and the sound of the trust. The do do do. It felt good. I was like, oh, I missed this. This is solid. You know, I like the way this this I like the way this feels. 
and whenever I'm playing Destiny for a while and I haven't played Anthem, I miss my I miss my Colossus. I miss my Ranger zipping around, slamming the ground with his with his mace and the combos. All the combos are so satisfying. I actually end up missing both games when I'm not over there playing them. Like I kind of start to start to crave what each game does a really good job with. This is why I've continued to say let a game be the game that it's meant to be. We don't need PvP in Anthem. Anthem doesn't need to be gun-based. Let it be its own game. Do you want every game? That's what's so funny about gamers. We want every game to basically be a clone of another. Well, the guns aren't that satisfying, right? Oh, well, this, 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 and blah, blah, blah. All rooted in our expectations of, like, how in one game should be just like the next. And then what do we say? It's not any different. There's nothing unique about it. And then that, and then, and then we cast it aside. So letting, letting Destiny be destiny with its shooting and its loot pursuit and letting anthem be an abilities non-gun based game i think will make them feel so much more complimentary than folks think and that's what i want like i want a game where i can go do bombastic combos and explosions and big long fights and i'm min maxing and i'm raising the difficulty and i'm meeting that difficulty with my build and my team comp but then i also want to have mysteries and puzzles and raids and new guns to chase and new pinnacle rolls and you know i like i like both games and so many people struggle with that understanding i think people are naturally tribalistic so they think when a new game comes out it it better be good, and if it's good, I'm going to completely leave this other game behind. This other game sucks. This other game's dead. And I just don't think there's reason for that sentimentality. So we're going to transition to Q&A. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, tune in live. Watch me right now. I'm probably live whenever this hits the feeds. Say no to rage. Uh, Twitch.tv slash say no to rage. Or look me up on Twitter at say no to rage to stay up to date with all my content. I do podcasts in the evenings and fun evening streams as well, and you won't miss out on those if you're following there. If you're here live right now, click the follow button. That's free. Click on the heart button. We'll make sure you don't miss out on these conversations, both about Anthem, Division 2, and Destiny. As always, if you're listening or watching in the other locations, I appreciate you doing that. Please like, share, and subscribe.